Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 203 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for speaking to us through your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus tells parables in this chapter. The story of the ten virgins teach us to get prepared and be prepared for Jesus' return. This is a message that Jesus teaches often. Let's heed his message and ask him what we can do to be prepared for his return. The second parable refers to money given to three men. The money given to them is referred to as a talent. Verse 15 says to one he gave five talents, probably about $5,000, to another two, to another one, to each in proportion to his own personal ability. Then he departed and left the country. I saw something new here and maybe it can help you as well. The talents were given to each according to his own personal ability. God gives each of us gifts to be used for his glory. Each of us has a purpose in his kingdom. Each of us receives different spiritual gifts to be used to further his kingdom. So let us not be envious of what one person has that we may not. John the Baptist knew when his time to shrink was and Jesus' time of growth was. He was willing to shrink to allow Jesus the center stage for his ministry. We all work together to glorify God. Secondly, in this parable, two of the men used the money they were given to make more money, and they were blessed with even more. The one man buried his talent because of fear. He was harshly treated by the owner, very harshly treated. Let's not let fear hold us back from using what God has given us to bless others. It is in working with our gifting that we and others are blessed. Verse 29 says, For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does will be taken away. I am reminded of the many proverbs that tell us to work hard. I have found God blesses my hard work. He also gives me time to rest, but his work comes first. May he give us a courageous spirit, willing to overcome every fear that could, but won't, bind us. For God sent his son to overcome every force of darkness. Let us walk in the light and be obedient to his call on our lives. Lastly, Jesus talks about service. Service to the hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, and in prison. As we serve others, we serve him. We don't have to look very far to help someone in need. May we serve those in need and consider it service unto the Lord because it certainly is. Well, let's read about Paul addressing the Romans in Romans chapter 4. He continues making the point that uncircumcised people are made righteous by their faith in Jesus Christ. He writes about Abraham and his faith in God before he was circumcised and after. His faith was not any less or more before or after his circumcision. Circumcision was an act of obedience to the Lord when God required it of him, but it was not the source of his righteousness. His belief in God was counted as righteousness. Verse 20 and 21 say, no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. There's a golden nugget of wisdom in these verses. Abraham grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. As we praise God and give him glory, our faith increases. It increases to the point of being fully satisfied that God is able. So if you are looking for a way to increase your faith in the Lord, praise him, give him glory, 
When we really understand the depth and breadth of who God is and praise him for it, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is Lord of all. He is almighty and all powerful. There is nothing he cannot do and there is nothing he will not do to make his will and plan for your life come to pass. Let us praise him today. Well, let's see how the Israelites are doing in Ezra chapter 9. Yesterday, we read about Ezra's trip to Jerusalem where everything seemed to go well. However, today we read about the transgressions of the Israelites. They had intermarried with other people whom God forbade them to intermarry. They were heathen people who served pagan gods. This was a huge transgression for which Ezra lamented. He was almost inconsolable. He prays a prayer of repentance through much of this chapter. It is a prayer we can pick up and read over and over again when we have sinned. His prayer shows us how we can go to God and truly repent with a humble heart. In chapter 10, someone gives him hope, a plan to rectify the people's sins. In verse 3, this man said, Therefore, let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the foreign wives and their children, according to the counsel of my Lord and those who tremble at the command of our God, and let it be done according to the law. In verse 4, he encourages Ezra with, Arise, for it is your duty, and we are with you. Be strong and brave and do it. Sometimes we need encouragement to move forward with God's plan. This was a huge undertaking, but it was done. Here's something interesting to think about. Even the leaders had taken foreign wives, the ones who should have known better. None of us is exempt from sin. May we continue to ask the Lord to keep us from temptation as Jesus taught us to pray. He was insistent that we pray against temptation. Well, let's see what we can learn from Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is a messianic psalm. The first verse is what Jesus cried out as he was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is found in Matthew chapters 27, verse 46. How is it that David wrote about this centuries before Jesus would die on the cross? We don't know, except that David received prophetic words from the Lord. This psalm includes all that will happen as Jesus goes to the cross to die for us. May we read this and once again turn to him with thankfulness that he gave his life to save us. Pay attention to the verses that reference the New Testament, for there are many here in these verses. Even the prophet Ezekiel is quoted in verse 12. May God impart wisdom into our hearts as we read this psalm. May he strengthen us and encourage us as we walk into the trials and difficulties of our lives. God is with us, my friend. We can be assured of this. He sent his son to die for us, to save us, so that we could be in relationship with him. This is his greatest desire. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for teaching us more about how to follow you through your word. Lord, help us use all the gifts and talents you have given us for your glory. May we move through and past any fears we have, knowing you hold us up. You strengthen us and you will pave the way for us. Also, Father, when we fail or sin, help us come to you and repent. Give us a heart of repentance and forgive us as your son died to offer us forgiveness. Cleanse our hearts and help us be obedient to you. May you put reverence in our hearts for you and your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.